welcome to today's episode of That's My Personal Business. In this episode, we are interviewing my great friend, Elena, and hearing her beautiful story. But before we dive into it, I just wanted to give you a heads up that there are some potentially triggering conversations and topics had in this interview in regards to pregnancy and miscarriage. So I love you. I just want this to always be a safe space for everyone listening. So just know that that's in here. I'm so excited for you, however, to dive into this episode, hear about Elena's story and her beautiful experiences and pieces of advice. Okay. Um, welcome back to today's episode of That's My Personal Business. I I'm so excited. Today we have Elena and Elena is the owner of Loon Her Fitness and she is a certified pre and postnatal specialist. So Elena, you work with women through all stages of their reproductive years. You create hormone-based fitness plans and help women optimize and understand their bodies throughout their cycle. But you do more than that, right? So you, during pregnancy, you help women exercise safely and prepare their bodies for successful births and then postpartum restore their core and pelvic floor and kind of reintroduce exercise to them safely, right? Yes. I am so excited to talk to you more about this because obviously you and I met in a totally different industry. Like we met in the photography industry. Your Elena is an amazing wedding photographer as well. So I'm super Thank excited you. to hear about like this new venture and how you got here and how this started. Um, so tell me a little bit about this business, like what you specialize in, kind of what the driving force is behind it, because it's kind mm-hmm. of a newer thing, right? I mean, over the years, right. you're you're such a healthy and amazing person anyway. I feel like you've been helping me (laughs) when I get sick for like years. You're always the person I text to be like, what's going on with my body? Um, So tell me like a little bit behind this, like why you decided to specialize in this, kind of what's been like the driving force. Okay. So, I mean, in my life, I feel like, because you said we met in a different industry, the wedding Mm -hmm. photography industry, and I feel like the most pivotal moments in my life, and I, I feel like everybody's life too, have fallen into their laps when they least expect it mm-hmm. or was ready for it. And that's kind of how I got into this new industry. I mean, I've been in the health and wellness industry for my whole life. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, so I always knew that I wanted to do something in health and wellness. Like that is my bread and butter. That is something I am so passionate about. And when I was young, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. And I set the intention and expectation that I was going to own a business. Um, and I, I knew I wanted a free schedule to get to travel, to have abundance and wealth and, and really enjoy what I do. Um, but I didn't know what that would be or yeah, what that would how it would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so fast forward to when I got married, I was going to school full time and I was dancing full time at on my dance team at a university, which okay. was about 30 to 40 hours a week. Jeez. Um, that's yeah. so crazy. I like had no insane. idea that, that was even part of your life. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I was doing all sorts of games. Like I was at the games, you know, two hours before the games even started and an hour and a, an hour and a half after they started. So, I mean, I was there longer than the athletes were. Um, so that just added up. And so I wasn't working and I know I sound nuts going into marriage without a job, but that kind of lit my butt on fire to get something going and quick. Um, and then I thought, well, you know, I know how to take pictures. I'm just going to start doing that. And like, that was like a huge, um, 
thing I had to get over because I didn't want to just be another photographer because Mm -hmm. so many people say that they're a photographer. Um, And I really struggled so bad at the beginning. I like was so worried about what people would think about how my work was. I mean, I didn't shadow anyone and I didn't do a lot of research before I even got in the industry. So I was just like going in blindly and hoping for the best, which is sometimes I feel like good. Because I almost feel like, when, yeah, sometimes yeah. you like, if you do too much research, you get so yes. freaked out. It's kind yes. of good to just jump in sometimes. Yeah. And like, you don't have, you make your own structure, like an original structure. Yes. Um, And so I seriously wanted to quit. I almost quit so many times um, at the beginning. But my husband was actually the one that really encouraged me to stay true to myself and my style and like create authentic work because I was Mm -hmm. just like, well, you know what? I'm just going to buy presets. I'm just going to do what they're doing. I'm going to copy what they're doing because I literally had no idea how to even like get into this industry, but I knew I wanted to make money. Um, and I knew I could cause I've, I saw other people do it. Um, yeah, and then for fast sure. forward, you know, fast forward to three years doing this. And then I was shooting my dream weddings and like, is exactly what I had imagined being a destination wedding photographer. And you know, my business was thriving and, um, and I didn't, necessarily choose this you know it fell into my mm-hmm. lap and I went with it um Which I and this, love yes yeah it's, it's always such a blessing when things like that happen yes and and I feel like um you know being able to go with the flow sometimes really leads you in and gives you maybe a basis for other things in your life and that's kind of what um wedding photography did for me so right before quarantine <laughs> And the pandemic, my business was thriving. Um, gotcha. And then I lost my first baby. Hopefully, okay. I don't cry. <laughs> no, it's um, okay if you do, because that's like, and that's what I was going to ask you is like, what was this? You have this like huge successful destination wedding business, and obviously, you've made this huge big shift into something totally unrelated to that. So that's what I was going to ask is, what what shifted that for you? And that's it. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, so I, like I said, I. I knew I wanted to do something in the health and wellness business, but I didn't think that was going to come for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And because my business is, you know, my wedding business is thriving. And then right before the pandemic is when I had, I lost my baby. And not only was I in isolation, but like, I mean, obviously everyone has experienced this, but I was going through like this extreme heartbreak and I was doing it, you know, me and my husband were doing it without anyone, without anyone knowing. And Mm -hmm. I was so, and I truly thought that I could never recover. Like I was at like the deepest, darkest point I had ever been in my life. And I, I saw no way out of it. And, um, I know that's so dramatic. No, it's such a dark and hard thing. Yeah. And to go, I can't even imagine going into, I mean, obviously not the same at all, but I got my divorce right before quarantine. And I know that's not the same, but like a similar, just going through something really difficult and then being so isolated and no longer Mm -hmm. having your support system or seeing people in person or having any way to cope by going out and just getting out of the house. Like I just can't even imagine how hard that was to go into quarantine after going through such a traumatic experience. Yeah. I mean, same for you. I mean, they're very heart-wrenching, heartbreaking, huge, you know, shifts 
in, mm-hmm. in our lives that we have right before quarantine. And it's crazy that I, you know, like the universe also did the same thing with the world. Like it's like mm-hmm. everything just kind of went, fell apart then. Um, and so, you know, I was at this hard time in my life and then I realized like I had a choice to make because when shit hits the fan, you still have a choice. Yeah. And you either let it break you or you can cultivate it into something beautiful. And I had this massive amount of female creative energy because I was supposed to be creating a life. And now that I wasn't, I could still feel, you know, this creative, motherly, nurturing energy. And I love that. Yeah. And, and with the short time in the world, I, in that world that I had, I saw a massive hole in healthcare for women, um, specifically in the fitness and, you know, understanding their gorgeous female cycle and the magic that comes along with it. Um, and I, you know, and I had been treated so poorly by my OB and I had even called other OBs and still get that still didn't get the help that I needed. So I started researching and Googling and trying to find an answer um, for a lot of questions I had. Um, and I took it upon myself to get, you know, all these certifications and really dive deep into the pre and postnatal world because I knew that I never wanted a woman to feel like I had felt. And, yeah. you know, you know, try to raise awareness in the world and to teach women so they can make educated, intuitive decisions about their bodies and what's best for them. I mean, whether you even choose to have a kid or not, like there's this gorgeous cycle that we have that women don't, I mean, in this patriarchal society, sometimes we're taught like you need to be masculine, you need to be tough to to have people take you seriously. But like, and that's what I used to think. And so this awakening that I had just opened up this new world of like how beautiful my hormones are and how beautiful it is. Like whether I choose to create a life or not, that I do have this gorgeous creation process that I can harness and use magnificently in the world. And I just don't feel like women enough know how or what that feels like. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I feel like even through following your business page and talking to you more, I've already learned so much that I'm like, how did I know so little about my own body and my own cycles and my own hormones. Like I've never learned anything about how these cycles work. And I, I love what you said about harnessing, like the creation power that we have as females, whether that's creating a life or creating other things. Like I, as someone who, you know, has not even dipped their toe into the world of child rearing, like, but I, so I don't know anything about that, but that's such an interesting concept that I still have this really feminine creation power, creative power that can be harnessed in other ways. So how did you kind of find, were you kind of already dipping your toes into this before you found out you were pregnant? Was it really that process that totally opened your eyes into this? Like what kind of was your, was your first I don't know, like prompting that you needed to harness Mm -hmm. this experience or harness um, like this type of education for other women. Yeah. So it's actually when I got off birth control because I had, you know, slowly seen things here and there that was like, actually, I mean, birth control is a great job of not getting you pregnant, but like, yeah, it's, it's used a lot now to mask hormone issues, which Mm -hmm. does not help the root cause. And, 
and I had been anemic multiple times. I've had all these crazy deficiencies and I, and not one person told me the side effects or what this could be doing to my body. And so I started researching on my own and I, you know, I found natural ways to, um, track my cycle because your body does give you signs that you're fertile or you're not. I mean, mm-hmm. for the longest time, I thought I could get pregnant every single day out of the month, but it's only <laughs> max six days. Which is like, totally me. I'm like, yeah. I'm just getting pregnant. I could get pregnant at any point in time, which is, yeah, yeah. it's so not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so then I started, you know, kind of getting into that world. And then honestly, it wasn't until after this whole experience that I was like, wait, there's like a whole part of me that I have never harnessed nor learned about. And like so many people, I mean, like you even said, like we have been failed by the system and I don't know if people don't think it's important, but like I'm screaming it from the rooftops because I'm like, you guys need to know this because I have harnessed this gorgeous cycle and I have, you know, created and felt the best I have ever felt by understanding my biology and working with it. I call myself a female biohacker because I, I know like, you know, what to put in and what kind of energy I'm going to put out. Like it's, you can get it down to a science. So no, that's I think that's incredible. I, that. I love that. So how do you feel? Like, I know you touched on, obviously you had this super hard experience. And then on top of that, we're also going into quarantine. So Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit in whatever degree you're comfortable with, like kind Mm -hmm. of how you went from healing to harnessing, like what was kind of your transition from taking the time you needed to heal from this and healing's a process, right? Like I feel like all the traumatic things that we experience, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we ever just heal from them completely. They're always (gasps) right. They change you. Yeah. They just change you forever. But talk to me a little bit about like how you took care of yourself and how you healed from that and how you transitioned from healing to helping other people. Because I think that is such a beautiful process. And that's something I've learned so much over the last few years is that we one have to take care of ourselves and process what's happened to us, but then there's so much beauty in helping other people who are right. going through the same thing or mm-hmm. need help with their current experiences. Like how did you kind of make that transition and what was that like for you? Um, honestly, I just believe I was lifted up by my angels or the universe or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, because I just would you know, think to myself, like, I I just don't see myself getting past this. And I mean, I had a, you know, a few experiences and a few dreams and I did, you know, I did things that I knew were meant to improve your mood and help with grief and anxiety. A lot of herbal stuff, you know, me, I'm very natural and herbally. I love hearing (laughs) all of your like remedies for everything. They're so helpful. Yeah. And so I took, I took some remedy. I I literally tried everything I could find and I took one for grief. It's called flower essence. And I took that for grief. Um, and that's when I started to get my energy back. I mean, I was eating really well. I was exercising. I mean, I was doing all those other things, but I mean, it, it really worked for me. Um, but also the knowledge that I was gaining and I'm like, this stuff is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe like how intricate and beautiful the female body is. 
And yet, you know, we're taught like, oh yeah, your periods are going to be terrible. You're going to have PMS and you're going to have cramps and you're just going to have to push through it. Like you're not supposed to have any of that. And it, you're supposed to embrace, you know, this cycle because it gives you so many biological advantages, which I didn't mm-hmm. realize. Like we have stronger immune systems than men um, because, you know, we're supposed to be, whether you just not have babies or not, you're still, you know, making an egg and, you know, producing it and shedding it. So it needs more nutrients. So our, you know, our immune systems are stronger. So just stuff like that, where I'm like, I have to shout this from the rooftops because I have never heard this. This is the first introduction I've ever had to this. And because of the, you know, the terrible experience I had in the, the, my OB office and stuff, I was like, I know that I'm not the only one like this. And Mm -hmm. I know that so many women can benefit, like knowledge is power. And that's exactly how I felt. And I just, and you know, part of that feminine creative energy, I also felt very nurturing. And I, it's kind of crazy. Like before my miscarriage, I never had that. I never felt like this motherly um, way about myself. And I honestly didn't think I had it in me. I just thought I was a little bit more masculine. Mm-hmm. And until this shift and it was like it opened this divine nurturing caring um these feelings in myself and that's i mean so i mean it was kind of a lot of, yeah. of aspects that kind of brought this together but that's kind of how um and why i really you know shifted and wanted to get this information out yeah and i think that's i think that's so cool to think of education as a way of healing. Um, I find that when I'm processing things, like I've learned so much about like psychology in my last like year of life that I just (laughs) literally knew nothing about. And I think that there, it's so incredible as like part of the healing process to educate yourself on what's happening to you. Um, because it's so, and I'm sure you felt this way even more so in quarantine, but it feels so isolating when you go through these really traumatic things. Um, I mean, I know I felt so many times I was like, why does my body feel like this? Why does my brain feel like this? Like, why, why are these things happening that have never happened before? So I think like educating yourself on what's happening can be such a powerful tool and it makes you feel, I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like it made me feel less isolated and less like in my instance, like crazy. Like I was like, oh, this actually does happen to other people. Like it's not my brain just doing crazy things. Um, so what was kind of like, did you have like a big aha moment in your education and like your research where you were like, oh my gosh, like this is it. I have to teach other women about this. Um, I mean, I feel like the whole thing, like I'm still like right now I'm reading seven different books about hormones and the female cycle. Like I am writing on this high right now that has lasted for, you know, three or four months that I have just, you know, gathered as much info as possible. And the funny thing about being a business owner, small business owner, it's like, and I'm very transparent with who I am. So my businesses also showcase me. Um, which sometimes I don't think people get, but like, it's important to like really do some introspective work because you are not a magician and you can't hide, you know, your blocks and not have them spill into your business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as I've been going and moving and sharing, that's kind of like 
I'm also learning along as I'm teaching, um, you know, my clients and my audience on Instagram, because I mean, there's so much research. I read so much research and it's constantly coming out. And, um, you know, now they're finally starting to include women in studies, which is crazy. That is the first (laughs) No, it's not crazy. (laughs) So all of these, you know, fitness ideas and health ideas that we've been given our whole lives were based on like a man's biology. And now all these new ones are coming out. And so it's like, I feel like I'm kind of on the front end of this whole revolution of, you know, learning, really understanding the female body and understanding that we're not tiny men. We are completely different than them. And we have a completely different, you know, biology and cycle about us. Um, And so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's really amazing. And I'm very vocal about everything I'm learning. So it's great that I have like an outlet now because my family has gotten sick of listening to everything about cortisol and hormones and like, yeah. like you know, all of that stuff. So no, I love that. So obviously like this business of yours, um, was so influenced by your personal experiences and like what's happened. But mm-hmm. do you feel like in the time that you've had this business, is there something prominent that you feel like your business has taught you about yourself? Like something that your business has really shown a light on in regards to like your personality or your personal mm-hmm. life or anything like mm-hmm. that? Um, yeah. Okay. So this also has to do with my photography business because my dad always said you can never – um, you can always learn so much in the cubicle and obviously it's not photography is not a cubicle, mm-hmm. but it's basically saying like, you can learn a lot about or behind the desk. Like, you know, people have all these dreams, but like, it's important to learn kind of the back end of business and, mm-hmm. you know, people's mistakes and stuff. And so I feel like photography was my trial run for business. Like, and I learned, you know, how to present information. I learned a lot about people and psychology and, you know, being a good business owner and, delivering messages. Um, and so now this business, I'm really writing on all of my things I've learned in the, the photography industry that I would have never known. And I don't think my business would be as successful without that previous business, you know, kind of <laughs> the business yeah, that like I just fell into. Like I had no path, idea. Yeah. yeah. And, and I went along with it. So I think it's really important that we flow, um, because sometimes we can miss opportunities that we, we didn't even know we were looking for. If we, you know, we have these, like, I mean, I, it's good to have goals and specific goals, but like not necessarily the specific outcome, you know, detailed in your mind, because sometimes things that are better present, um, to you, even if you weren't looking for them. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's such a great I know my business has required me to be comfortable with the fact that I control a lot of things but also be comfortable right. with the fact that I don't control a lot of things like at the end of the mm-hmm. day I, yes. I do and I control my reactions mm-hmm. and things like that and that's a really cool par- power to harness but also yeah the the sooner you realize that not everything is set in stone, the better Mm -hmm. because things flow so interestingly between like personal opportunities and business opportunities. And I think that's so cool that you, 
I mean, I know when I met you, you like were so hardcore into weddings. Your wedding business mm-hmm. was like <laughs> thriving because you're yeah. incredible. Like it's oh, so cool to see you make such a leap into something yeah. like you huge were already, <laughs> yeah, such a huge like 180, but it's yes. like, you had this successful business and you just pivoted into another successful business. Whereas if you had been, you know, really focused on photography being the end game, like you might've right. missed that. I totally would have. And also I, I mean, I didn't see this until after, but like my miscarriage awoke a lot of things in me and it was like the hardest time in my life. Yet there was so much beauty that came out of it. And so You still, I mean, I said this earlier, but it's really important to know that you have a choice, even in your darkest moments, you have a choice to pivot and to move forward and to gather light and to make it better than it was before. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I, there's like some quote about how like when things break you, it's just the opportunity for light to be let in. I just butchered right. that. So yeah, yeah. No, I totally I, understand. What you're um, <laughs> but I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Cause yeah, I, I feel the same. Like in, I think it's so important for people to remember that like you have survived everything right. are like, even when you thought you weren't going to like everything, yeah. we've all had so many things, right. We're like, right it happens and you're like, this is it. Like, this is the, yeah. end. like, <laughs> this is going to take me down. Yeah. yeah. Like this is the end of it. And, but you always make it through. And I think just knowing that you have the power to do that is right. so powerful and to like feel all those things when they happen. Right. Cause sometimes yes. life is shitty and you just yes. get a bad hand, but yep. it's such an opportunity to grow. Um, mm-hmm. and I love that you were able to do that. So I'd love to know, like looking back on your experience this far and like yeah. everything you've been through and everything that you've overcome and everything that you've created. Like if mm-hmm. you could go back to Elena in like mm-hmm. that darkest time and like yeah. for a piece of advice, what would that be? So, I mean, with, with both businesses, I, the most important thing for me, because this is also my biggest downfall is really evaluate the way I speak to myself and the way I speak about my business because words have power. And I'm sure we can all recall a time in our life when someone said something very hurtful or Mm -hmm. when someone said something very encouraging that inspired us to, you know, go beyond what we thought we could. Um, And, you know, for example, let's say you always say something like, I just can't lose weight. No matter how much diet and exercise I do, I eat one piece of cake and I'm at five pounds. Mm -hmm. Well, that negative affirmation sets your mind, body, and emotion up for that type of life. Like if you truly believe that, then your body and your mind and your emotion truly believes that. And it's going to look outside of yourself and within yourself for things to affirm that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people always tell me like, oh, positive affirmations don't work for me. And my response is, well, the negative ones are certainly working for you. Why wouldn't the positive <laughs> ones work for you? Um, and so it's, it's so crucial, especially as a business owner, because it's just so scary. It's so scary to oh, put yeah. yourself out there. And like, especially with photography, I was so concerned about what people thought about me. And now I'm like the face and the body of my new business, which is even more vulnerable and from photography and stuff, I've learned like, I can't create authentic and beautiful content 
because um, if, if I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough or people are going to not like this, because if you believe, if you don't believe you're the real deal, then no one else will. So I have to act and do and seem like I was already at the top of my game. And like, that's what I started doing with photography. I mean, I started, I started telling people I was a destination wedding photographer before I was, because that's where I wanted to be. And I started, you know, imagining and, um, socializing with people that already did that. And I really imagined and told myself like, that's where I was going to be. And I did the same thing with this business. You know, I'm like, I am going to be a light for women and an educator because I have valuable information to offer people. And I know that they will um, value what I have to say, but I mean, I didn't, but that's what I believed. Those are the affirmations I told myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And it's so, it's so important to really evaluate like even your blocks, because let's say you have a terrible relationship with money. And oh yeah, realize which is you, like the most typical thing. Money yes, is so hard absolutely. to talk about. Yes. And like, let's say, let's go back to like an experience. Let's say your dad, you know, had a terrible relationship with money. And then now you are carrying on that affirmation. That's not even yours. That was his, you know, idea and notion. And yet you are still continuing to carry it forward, even though there is enough money in the world for everybody. And there's more than you can possibly imagine. Yet, you know, we have these limiting belief systems that we really just stop ourselves from, you know, expanding. And people don't even, they're not even conscious that they have like these, these preconceived ideas or limitations that maybe people passed down to them or, you know, said to them when they were in third grade and now it's changed the trajectory of their life. So it's really important to, to really evaluate how you speak to yourself and how you speak about your business. I love that so much um, because I think oftentimes we, as in most of the time, we look outward for affirmations on what we're capable of. And we're really only capable of what we believe we're capable of. So if you don't think you're capable of much, you're probably not going to achieve very much. And I think that Mm is one of the best like stepping stones and first steps that people can take when doing personal work and business work and literally work in their life is like evaluate how you, what you think of yourself first, because no one's going to love you more than you love yourself. No one's going to be prouder. Like they're not going to be prouder of you than you are of yourself. They're not going to treat you with more respect than you treat yourself. Like it's so Mm -hmm. important that you're setting the bar for the way that you're treated and what you get yes. and what you earn and all of those mm-hmm. things. The universe and people and energy in general can only match what you're putting out. So I love that. Exactly. I yes. Incredible. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what's next for you? Like what's, what's up and coming? What are you working mm-hmm. on now? Like what are your hopes and your dreams like for this business and like what you want to do with it? Okay. So right now I'm working on a few different guides. Um, I asked my followers kind of the, I asked my followers kind of what guides they'd be interested in first, because I mean, I have a lot of, cause I, I mean, I work with women in their reproductive years and there's a lot of very different stages they go through, you know, pregnancy, postpartum, um, just understanding their hormones. And so, um, right now I'm working on, um, postpartum 
uh, restore your core guide. And then I'm, you know, I'm doing a few different like core guides that, that don't relate to postpartum, um, that anyone can do. And then I'll probably do, you know, hormone guy, like all things hormone and, um, how women can work out and maximize their bodies according to their cycle. Um, so I have some big guides going to come out soon, which I'm super excited about. I love that. Um, and I think that's so cool because I, I obviously don't have kids, so I never like look into these things, but even like, there's just so little information on things like that. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like when I was in a time of life where pregnancy was an option and like something to be considered, I knew Mm -hmm. so little about what could or was going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's so incredible. Um, I'm so excited. So to wrap things up, um, we are ending every episode by just asking people in general, it doesn't have to be related to your business, but it can be, but what is just like the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? So like the first thing that pops into mind, something that's really stuck with you. Okay. So this is actually a recent one and it kind of goes along with what I was saying. Cause I used to struggle so much with about what people thought about me and their criticism. So my mom told me the other day, I think it was a quote. So maybe it's not necessarily advice, but I took it as advice. Oh, I love um, that. Um, it says, if you wouldn't go to these people for advice, why are you going to them for criticism? And that made me really think like, I need to really be careful with how I guard my energy and my goals and my ideas. And I need to, you know, share them with people that love and support me and that are positive in light and not people that don't have my best interest in mind or, mm-hmm. you know, or trolls on Instagram. I mean, there's like so many things, but, um, criticism has been my downfall in, in the past. And, um, because this information is so important and the industry is so vulnerable for me, like I already know, knew going into it, like I've seen, you know, the trolls on other people's Instagrams. I know people aren't going to like everything I'm saying. Um, but it's, it's really important for me to get this information out and I'm confident that it will help so many women. And, you know, that's kind of my, my driving force is, I wouldn't go to these people for advice. So why should I even care about their criticism? It doesn't, it doesn't mean much to me. Oh, I love that. I think that's such a powerful one in this day and age, especially with social media. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be everyone's person. And the sooner you get comfy with that, the better, because I know Mm -hmm. I'm the same. Everyone, if you have any sort of social media platform or business, eventually someone is going yes. to come forth that is not a fan of what you're yes. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I love that. I think that's so powerful. So share with us where we can find you online, your Instagram, your website, where can people okay. find you if they want to follow you, find out more about your teachings and your education and yeah. getting their, oh my gosh, getting their cycles and hormones under <laughs> yes. control. I freaking love reading everything you do. So tell us about oh, what thank they you. can find you. Okay, so my Instagram is at Elena G Swizzle, A L A Y N A. Um, and I don't want to change that because I've had that Instagram for so long that people know me by that. Um, I but love my it. business name is Lunar Fitness. Um, and you can find, you know, all the links to my website and guides. I mean, my everything's kind of under construction right now because I mean it kind of takes a while. You know this to put yep, together. It, takes guides. A minute. <laughs> it, it takes a minute. Um, but I do post a lot of, you know, 
free content and free information. And I answer a lot of questions on my Instagram, you know, about all things, hormones, metabolism, weight loss, correct and efficient ways for training women, pregnancy, postpartum. I mean like the works. So you can follow me there and eventually you'll see, you know, my, uh, my, um, website and all my guides launch. And I do have some, you know, free postpartum and pregnancy videos coming out soon just to give a little sneak peek about what are in the guides that I'm making. So, Oh, I love that. Well, and that's what I love so much about your account is that it serves literally every type of woman, like whether Mm -hmm. you're pregnant, not even thinking about getting pregnant, postpartum. There's so many important things that we don't even know we don't know yet. And you teach about those. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Lena. I loved hearing more about your business and everything you're doing. And I think it's so powerful that you've harnessed such a specific and hard and painful situation and turned it into something so fruitful and creative and beneficial for other women. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me on. I am like so honored. I'm totally, I'm totally a fangirl. So oh, I'm like, Eden wants me on her podcast. Like this is the best thing oh ever. My gosh, no, so I really I appreciate you. you having me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Alina. And okay, thank yeah. you guys for being here and we'll see you next time.